Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number five of Confessions of a Market Maker. I'm your co-host, Ray, a.k.a. All Day Ray, a.k.a. Paulie Walnuts. And I'm joined here with my polished co-host, which whom folklore is already being written about. He's alleged to manipulate a stock down for 45 straight days. He used to spend retail money to buy tailored suits to fit his gorilla frame. I'm talking about VWAP trader, Saskatchewan's finest, JJ. JJ, how's it going? Good, Ray. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. I'm, uh, I'm just glad I made it through that intro. Um, <laughs> uh, man, no, I, I'm glad to be back doing this and... Um, you know, just a quick reminder to the listeners, uh, if you guys enjoy this podcast, uh, if you could please just rate and review it on uh, whatever platform you guys are listening to, me and JJ would uh, greatly appreciate that. And, uh, you know, last week uh, we had on our first guest ever on the pod, Peter Reznicek, um, very sharp, intelligent guy. I thought it went great. Um, what do you think? What are your thoughts, JJ? Well, of course, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of his and, uh, you know, Everything that he taught me, I was able to apply uh, in the last three trading days to see the market so clearly. So I was really, really uh, grateful to have him on the show and uh, very, very uh, appreciative of uh, everything that he and Mr. Dalton share uh, with us. Boy, just, uh, yeah, I can't say, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just keep rambling if you keep talking about Shadow Trader. You know, <laughs> you know, I know it sounds like I'm a paid shill, but, it, you know, the guy just, he, he teaches me so much. It's just amazing, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, pay, you know, we just pay respect where respect's due. Exactly. Um, yeah, and uh, and so today uh, we're going to be talking about a topic which I think is going to be very relevant to our audience, uh, to new traders. I mean, even experienced traders alike. Uh, we're going to be talking about the uh, the micro futures, um, and so we'll start off with that. JJ, just wanted to just explain what the micro futures um, is. Sure. Well, um, you know, a couple of months ago, or the CME came out with a new product, um, the micro futures. Um, I trade the E-mini, um, so the micro is the uh, micro version of the E-mini. It's a tenth, so each tick is a dollar and a quarter. Um, it is a f- really wonderful, wonderful new product because it addresses an insane demand um, of new traders looking to trade a market that's not going to, um, for lack of a better word, um, steal all their money. Um, a lot of new traders are coming into the market looking to trade cheaper priced, low float, uh, penny stocks, things mm-hmm. like that, that face a lot of dilution. The micro is a, a cost effective way for them to enter the market, open an account, use volume profile to look how structure of markets is created and to be able to trade and uh, watch order flow as it prints out on a volume profile. Uh, it's it's just a fantastic product. It's it's um, Mr. Dalton says you know there is no junior stock market. Well, now there is, and mm-hmm. if you have a bad day in the micro, you lose fifty bucks, maybe a hundred bucks, and that's if you really you know are not prepared or not doing any sort of uh, trade prep or trade management or risk management. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's a fantastic new product. Yeah, no, it definitely sounds like it, and it's something I wasn't even um, aware of. And to first speaking with you, and I'm sure a lot of people aren't even aware of. And um, 
you know, you said it's it's perfect for newer traders. Is there um, now concerning the uh, the pattern day trading rule? Is there any PDT behind this or there is no PDT in the futures market? Um, it's it's a wonderful thing. There's no PDT, which means you can buy and sell. You can short within the same day. They do not limit you to the number of trades you can do in your account. Um, it is a highly leveraged product, right? Futures are not for everyone. So, you know, I should, you know, if we had a team of lawyers, which we don't, but, you know, I should put out a disclaimer that futures are a leveraged product and it's not suitable for everybody's, um, you know, investment uh, time in their life or whatever profile. But having said that, it is a wonderful product uh, for, you know, barrier to entry. Um, you, you know, you see these firms like, um, you know, AMP futures, et cetera, that allow you to open an account with a very small capital outlay and their, their date trade margin, I think is $40. And, um, you know, you get sort of like uh, round trip, which is a buy and sell for 78 cents. You, you can't go wrong. Um, you know, it's like trading a SIM account. You can learn, but with, you know, actually being able to put your money on the line and have the feeling of trading a real, um, you know, the, the real feelings that you get when you're trading, the fear, right. and greed, um, you know, how to control your emotions, how to, and it's just a wonderful thing, you know. Right. Right. Well, no, which I think is very important because I, I, I think back to even when I first started trading and, um, you know, I, I know a lot of people like advise to, you know, like paper trade at first before putting your money on the line. But in reality, they're both kind of different. You know, it's a lot different when you actually got, you know, money riding on it. Oh, and, uh, the emotions that come with that. So at least that's good. It like simulates that feeling that you get. Everybody will tell you on, on the simulator, they're, they're, they're like Stephen fricking Cohen, right? They're having $25,000 days, hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, <days. right. laughs> you know, but you take that sim off and you put money on the line and, and I'm not talking, and I'm no better than anybody else, right? You know, there's something, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the emotions that you have when you're trading, you really get to know yourself. Um, you know, uh, trading, you know, the market and boy, you really get to know yourself well, where you, you know, your strengths and, you know, your demons, all that stuff starts to come out. Um, and yeah, so the micro gives you a way to tap into all of that without blowing yourself up. Um, you know, because I talk to a lot of newer traders and I'm really quite surprised that even some of them have gone to these fancy trading schools they teach them, you know, risk management that is just like, oh yeah, it's okay to lose, you know, 600 bucks a day, you know, it's, and then you'll have the one big one, things like that. I mean, like, what are you teaching these people, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So, and, and you can learn the basics, you know, you can take your time and learn how to observe a market um, and observing a market and observing price action and observing how order flow gets structured throughout the day, depending on the agenda of the people that are, you know, running this market, you know, um, the market is, is not here for our health. It, it is here for people to transact and it's here for, for larger institutions and, and sophisticated investors to sell what they bought at extremely low prices to you at higher prices, you know, just like any market. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, now, I don't know if this is going to apply. Like, so for, for example, like uh, with poker, right? So how, you know, we talk about like bankroll management um, in poker and there's also the, this applies to trading as well. Is there, is there a, like an amount you would say that is too small? Like, is there a recommended amount? You'd be like, okay, you need at least this to start off with. Um, I, 
Yeah, right. I'm, I'm not a professional in that sense. There is a gentleman, Futures Trader 71. Um, if you guys follow him, I, I'm giving him a shout out because he's, he owns a firm and he does teach a lot of traders. You might want to, you know, he's got some recommendations. Um, you know, I, I have, I see a lot of people starting out with a thousand, two thousand dollars. Um, and that's what they'll start out if they're trading penny stocks too. Now that might not be, um, optimal. Um, but it all depends on your personal risk profile, your finances, what you, where you are in life. So I, I can't really say off the top of my head because I'm not really qualified to give that kind of advice. Yeah. Um, but you know, I would definitely make that money that if you are, whatever you're risking, that's your money. That's your educational money. That's how you would think of it. You know, if you're opening an account and putting three, $4,000 or $2,000, that's money that, you know, that's not going to pay your light bill. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so that, you know, you're putting that towards your education learning, you, you know, if you lose it, you know, that is a part of it, your education and let's, let's hope you don't lose it all, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You never want to risk money that you can't afford to lose. Exactly. Uh, that's the way I look at it. Um, and so, uh, so what brokers are you allowed to trade on the, on the micros? Um, any futures broker, I would imagine, um, that, you know, trades the mini, I'm sure they're offering the micro as a product uh, for their for their customers. Okay. Okay. Now, now for somebody like let's say they want you know someone with a small account, right? You're suggesting this is the best way for them to go. You know where a lot of people want to go towards the penny stocks, maybe with these small accounts, having dreams of running it up right now. Exactly. Like, yeah. And so, learning the equities, or I mean, learning um, the micro. Right now, learning those skills, let's say they build up an account, or is that something these skills that they're going to learn is going to equate to trading equities or are they different skill sets? No, trading, you know, the rules of order flow, supply and demand, uh, balance, imbalance, um, inventory, all of those structural things that you see, the context of the market, all of that stuff will apply. Now, having said that, I trade the e-mini and watch the e-mini and I watch the micro too. And I'm very focused on those markets. Those markets are always the same every day in that you don't have um, different, you know, um, if, if you're trading a different stock every day, you have to kind of get to know that stock a little bit. A lot of these cheaper, you know, low float stocks, they're low float for a reason. Um, you know, when my clients take a company public, they buy a shell and they own all the stock. So there's no stock in the float. And when the float starts to fill up, that's you buying their stock that they bought for a tenth of a penny or a hundredth of a penny. And they're selling it to you for 50 cents or a dollar or two bucks or three bucks. And um, so they're filling up the float with their virtually zero cost stock. So the agenda of that sort of thing is completely different than trading a regulated futures market. Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, you won't have things like, um, you know, uh, and nobody will really understand what I'm talking about backfilling from an offshore account where the promoter is, um, you know, has a market maker catching all the retail uh, selling short to them and then selling them his position at a, at a discount from where he sold. So he makes a nice spread for representing the orders. And then you get to sell, you know, your 2 million shares from your offshore account. That's what these guys do, right? So, you know, you 
that's a completely different agenda, right? The, the agenda of a, a penny stock market is to bring you in to sell you as much stock as, as they can for as long as they can, right? At the highest prices they can, right? You know, the futures market is based on this time, the S&P 500. So you're looking at 500 real companies um, that have accounting standards and compliance and things like that. So the order flow and the, the price action is completely different. It's much more stable. I mean, I, I honestly, I wouldn't, I, I, I honestly, I've done it for years, feeding market makers order flow. I don't know why you would want to trade equities in a penny stock when you could trade like a micro or a mini and have smooth order flow. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Like it's um, just the, like the odds stacked against you trading penny stocks is, you know, so much and like that's why like when i first started doing it i ran right back to poker i was like oh, this yeah. is, i was like no way like you know like this is way harder than poker and i, and I know i was still new and new and everything but i know a lot of people uh face these same challenges of like going into trying to trade the penny stocks and just getting crushed and then i think from there losing confidence when in reality that the odds are just so stacked against you that you know, it's like, who's going to succeed doing it? Probably very few, if any. You know there, what I'm saying? Like, there, very, very few. There are a couple of guys I know um, who have done it and made money, but I don't – they're, you know, they're the exception. They're, they're not the rule. And, um, you know, that, that that's – and it's sort of – because people are always looking for that, you know, show me how to make money really quick because I really, really want to buy this Mercedes. You know, and that's yeah. that's, you know, and – and I understand that because I, I'm not better than anybody else. I've all, I've done that, you know, thinking the market's going to pay for something or in my case, oh, this deal will pay for a house or this deal will do this. And, and that's not the way you're supposed to look at it. Um, you know, so I am completely, uh, you know, guilty of making all of these same mistakes, you know, um, yeah. you know, it's so I, I'm no better than anybody out there. I'm just trying to, you know, say here, you know, I, this is what I've gone through. Maybe it'll help you, you know. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and so, um, trade, so trading the micros, what are some of the, uh, mistakes, you know, you would see newcomers make? Um, the first mistake I've seen newcomers make is to treat it like sort of like a lottery ticket type thing. Oh, it's, I'm only losing 50 bucks. It's not a big deal. You know, oh, it's only mm-hmm. 10 bucks, 50 bucks. Yeah. Uh, and that means that you're not respecting risk. Um, because when you switch to a bigger market, if you don't respect risk, you know, boy, it's going to teach you a lesson, right? It's mm-hmm. going to take you out to the woodshed and give you a whooping like you never even, you, you will never, ever get, you know, you'll never forget it, right? Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing is a lot of people are like, oh, I can only make 50 bucks. You know, it's like, woohoo, I only made 50 bucks. No, that's not the point. The point is you're learning how to trade well, right? Right. And you're learning, you know, you're learning how to trade well. You're learning how to manage risk. You're, man- you're learning how to monitor a trade for continuation. You're learning how to identify structural anomalies in a market. You're learning so much that if you treat it with respect, um, it will repay you uh, a thousandfold, you know. And um, and that that's why I say about, you know, people who, you know, think, okay, it's okay to lose, you know, $600 a day or $500 a day uh, on stops. You're not respecting your capital. Right. You know, you, you have to, that, that money, you, you worked hard to get that money. Don't throw it away on a stop. Right. Yeah. 
learn how to take a higher odds trade by using uh, the profile to show you where the buyers or sellers are trapped. So you can put a trade on, put on a, a much smaller stop. And if that trade doesn't work out very quickly, you take it off and you scratch it, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of waiting three handles for this thing to work out because you don't know structurally where to put your entry or your exit. So that's what I really, I, I really feel. That's something I'm kind of learning. Uh, that's really opened my eyes because I was like that too. I was like, okay, lose a hundred bucks here. I was like, Ooh, okay. That didn't really make me feel good, you know? And um, so I was like, there's gotta be a better way. And that's why I'm such a proponent of profile because it visually prints out order flow. So my, my lizard brain can figure it out, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And that, that's, that's the one thing you respect your capital because it is, you know, you got to keep your gunpowder dry, right? Yeah. 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 No, no, definitely. I hundred percent agree with that mentality and that this, that mentality, you know, hasn't always been something that has come natural to me. It, it may be most people as well, because, you know, I think that's why the penny stock are so attractive because people are looking for those home runs, right. Instead yeah. of, in, instead of like the base hits yeah. where you mentioned with the micros, you're going to have to be more um, okay with grinding it out is, is from what I'm hearing, right. 50 exactly. here, 50 there. But now, the question is, how does somebody become okay with that like grinder mentality well, in grinding it out? See, the thing is, a $50 hit in the micro is a $500 hit in the mini, mm-hmm. right? right? So it, it's you, you have to keep that in perspective, right? It's not the dollar amount. It's the number of handles or ticks that you achieve or lose, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're losing a lot you know, on these trades, then you need to look at your edge and see why is it my trade location or am I not understanding the context of the market? You know, have, am I not understanding like this morning, everybody thought the market was going to go down. Right. I saw the overnight and the way the overnight structure was, you could tell the shorts were trapped, right? They'd been pounding on that, you know, near 63 door. They couldn't get it lower. And so the overnight inventory was short. We had a really thick, area of value from from yesterday where trade was back and forth back and forth so overnight inventory was short the auction was to the upside they and then they held value in the same area and at the end of the day they ran the stops and blew off what they bought into the into the short covering um so it was just beautiful and you know the dukes the people who make money on commissions whether you make or lose money they had a really good two days they got everybody short you know and then they made them cover and, um, it, you know, the profile just showed it. You, you could see it. It was so, you know, and I'm not saying I see it all the time. Good God, no. Like there are sometimes there'll be weeks where I cannot see a market. So I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not a guru, but this time the profile grabbed me by the neck and it slapped me <laughs> and it said, this is what's <laughs> happening. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think that kind of comes from actually talking to Peter too and, and, and doing, uh, kind of a lot more, uh, sort of homework. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to shadow trader. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, you, you talking about like preparation, yes. right? So like you were able to, you know, you say like, you know, you're not always always able to see it, but when you see it, you see it now that's becoming, that's due to your preparation, right? It's not like you just wake up and you've been able to read a TPO chart, yeah, you know, I, like, I, like the morning paper, right? Yeah. Like, there, there are people who, I, I've heard of people who can come into a market completely unprepared and just trade it naturally. I've heard of such people, right? 
Um, I, I've seen guys who run trade desks do it, but they have the tools that they have at their disposal to trade a position out is completely different than a retail trader. Uh, but I've never seen a retail trader who doesn't prepare uh, come in and just kill it. Right. Um, maybe there are, and I'm sure there are, there's gotta be, I mean, it's a big world. I mean, I don't know everything, but I haven't, I, I'm, I'm not that smart. I have to prepare. And, um, and a lot of people don't like doing that. I do the homework at night. I wake up in the morning and, and make sure that, you know, the homework at night coincides with what the morning is and what the overall, are we in a trend or are we in balance? And if we're in balance, what are the extreme ends of that balance? Um, I'll, I'll look at those things and I've actually come to really enjoy it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it also helps where I live is minus 40 for three, four months out of the year. So there's really nothing else to do. Right? <laughs> so, you know, yeah. and I, I'm not into ice fishing. So, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, there, you know, I do spend no, a no lot distractions. Of time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so if you live if you live somewhere where there's a lot of distractions, maybe you know, good nightlife, beautiful women, move out of that town if you want to get good at trading. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like when Rocky goes to Russia to to train, you know, in solitude. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Sometimes these things have to be done. You know? Yeah, no, no, sure, no. <laughs> we, we we joke about it, but it, it's you know, it is that type of dedication though that leads to success. At, at, you know, at the end of the day, um, and uh, yeah, so so people looking to trade the micros successfully uh, is there any you know p- place you would point them to resources i for ne- i really would have to you know say shadow trader and and of course jim dalton jim dalton is you know he he's the one who you know went to the mountain and came down with the tablets um you know <laughs> i am um i am deeply indebted to him um you know i think he's a national treasure uh i am trying um to put something together to help newer traders understand and see markets. Uh, and I'm working on that. Um, and my, I've sort of, you know, in, in, since starting to do this podcast and, and starting to be on Twitter and things like that, I've met a lot of new traders and I've met some really, really nice people. And, but boy, they're educationally, a lot of them will go to these places and I don't mean to disparage anyone, but they won't teach them uh, the difference between an uptick and a downtick or even why a market exists or why this is all happening. You know, it's just get in there and use this indicator and trade. And and that's okay. You know, it's a free market. You can make your money charging people whatever you want to do whatever you want. And if they pay, they pay, you know, buyer beware. But I'm just telling people out there, um, there is a reason why all this is happening. Start to learn about that. and you know, and spend more time watching and listening. Um, you know, there's so many good resources out there. Um, you know, everybody, you know, has a list of good trading books. Uh, you know, I know people hate to read now too, you know, um, yeah. cause we yeah. live, we live in, uh, you know, a, such a fast paced environment with, you know, smartphones and God, I sound like an old guy, but, um, you know, I'll tell people to read a book or to read an article and, you know, maybe, Two percent of them will read it, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a completely different culture, and and you know, so I'm trying to to develop something long term, and I and I need a lot of help because I'm I'm no expert myself, but I'd like to do something to show people why this exists and what you should be looking out for before you step into traffic. Yeah, no, d- definitely, and um, I know I'm sure a lot of people, and myself included, will be 
you know, looking forward to that because of the, the lack of void um, in the industry uh, of, you know, really teaching people the right way. And, and you know, you, we, you spoke earlier about, you know, maybe there's people out there that are able, retail people that aren't able to, you know, do any prep work and come in and crush the markets. And maybe there are people like that, but for, you know, the fact of things, 99% of us need to really work our ass off and, you know, to come in and be successful. And I, you know, I think that's something that both me and you, you know, pride ourselves on is that, you know, just being real with people um, and not being fake, not being fraudulent and letting you know the, you know, the, the risks that you do face. Oh yeah, definitely. And everything I'm I'm saying, it's not like, you know, I, I'm sitting there telling everybody that I, I don't have losses and, and then sometimes I'm, I'm racked by, you know, stress and I won't take trades that I even see. I'll see the trade coming an hour earlier and something stressful will be going on in my life and I won't take the trade uh, because I don't trust my emotions at the time. Mm-hmm. And part of becoming a trader is being able to separate that and the true pros, you know, uh, you'll see them. You know, they'll they can trade through an earthquake. They can threat, you know, trade. And I used to be like that when I was on the other end. I've yeah. traded through earthquakes, building fires, um, you know, and you know everyone was losing their head, and I'd just be sitting there, and the monitors would be shaking from the earthquake, and I'd still be calling my market makers. So I understand what it's like to be in the zone and to be out of the zone, and mm-hmm. um, you know, so I, I'm I'm saying definitely, uh, I, I'm just trying to help people by the experiences that I've had and maybe I can sort of lend sort of some sort of insight as to what's going on underneath all of this. Mm-hmm. Now, now how, how did you get, how do you know, does, does, uh, does that come with like experience, you know, being able to a trade, let's say like, like, for example, you said you're through an earthquake, you're able to trade, let's say you're able to trade when you're going through like a lot of, you know, turmoil in your personal life. Like, does that, does something like that, does that come with experience? Does, um, are you maybe this comes times where, hey, maybe I need to step back and not trade? Like, well, what was your process as far as like the, I guess we'll say like the um, the mental maturation in your see, trading? See, the, the trading thing, I, I like trading through earthquakes and especially that building fire that I traded through. Uh, Wait, <laughs> yeah, yeah, through right? a building fire? Yeah, yeah. There was, you know, there was, there was some stuff going on and and you know i was i was waiting for a block to be taken off my hands and i had a big debit and then and i had to sell the stock otherwise i wouldn't have gotten paid but the building was on fire so um (laughs) you know things like that that i comes from um i gotta say a lot of it comes from my background as a bouncer because i i work you know uh you know i became head doorman of the club that i was working at because the other one got shot so, um, compared to that, you got to, you got to by default, huh? <laughs> yeah. Kind of compared to that, you know, the, the stress really wasn't that bad at the time when you're young. Right. Um, yeah. you know, I'm not getting shot at, yeah, you know, it's not so bad. Right. 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 Um, yeah, it's a little fire, you know, get some water, good grief, deal with it. Right. We've got yeah. bids to fill, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's the, that's the way I was, I was sort of raised and, See, I was really greatly influenced by Michael Lewis's book, Liar's Poker. And there is a line in that that they used to tell people at Solomon Brothers in the 80s. When you wake up in the morning, you better you know, be ready to bite the ass off a bear. And that's the mentality that you had when you went into that trading room, right? Mm-hmm. You don't care what happens, right? 
Uh, you need to get the job done for your client because guess what? If you don't, there are a thousand guys waiting to take your spot and your right. commission. Right. right. That's what you don't take holidays. You take holidays, you lose your clients. Right. right? right. That's, that, that's the way it worked on, on my end anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's no, there's no two weeks off. There's no coffee breaks, you know, that's, you know, that, that, that world wasn't, you know, didn't even exist to me. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you got, you guys have heard it from JJ himself. If you want to get better with the, you know, risking money, go out and risk your life. And no, then no, don't do be, that. No, uh, right, here come the lawsuits. Yeah, no, oh, no, no, just, I, I'm just saying for me because I was young and when I know, young, I'm playing. <laughs> when you're young, when you're young, you think you're indestructible. Okay, yeah, yeah. You, you do, and you do stupid things. So you, you know, you will take on more risk or not even realize when there's danger. But um, and and I do not advocate you know that to anybody yeah but, uh, i'm sure. just saying that that's where i came from risk now uh, you know i'm older you know i've had a heart attack and a quintuple bypass i you know now i'm i'm much less you know uh, a risk taker you know i will yeah. you know it's got to be a, it's got to be it's got to make sense right yeah sure you know? sure uh, <laughs> Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I, I think like, um, you know, for myself, at least like relating to poker and, you know, the, this is where the, there's like really no separation between trading and poker is like the, the risk management end of things. And, um, you know, from coming over from poker to trading, like that wasn't a problem for me. It was more of my technical skills. But when I first started playing poker, man, like my my money management, my emotional management was just a wreck. And, and for myself, I just had to really like learn the hard way. Um and, you know, I guess it was just like the, the stubbornness to stick with it. And, you know, I think there's different paths to, you know, to getting to that point to the maturation. And, uh, you know, speaking back on something that you mentioned before about people not liking reading these days or, you know, and we spoke off, you know, offline on this, that that people, you know, educational material has to be like somewhat fun for people to to learn which is yeah. kind of absurd, which is a little absurd. I know, I don't, I know both me and you are in agreement with this, but like, I think we, we've discussed that people's um, lack of to like go like the extra mile is what's preventing well, a lot of people. It's, it's almost like you have 30 seconds to keep somebody's attention these days. Yeah. And, and anything beyond that, um, you, you quickly lose their attention. Uh, and, and, and that's, that's just, you know, I guess the world we live in. So we have to adapt our education um, you know, to sort of, you know, the, the days of, of, you know, like when I was young, I would go, I would have gone to a trader. I went to, you know, I'll wash your car and, and, you know, clean your house, teach me how to trade. Right. Yeah. You know, th- those days are, you know, people, people aren't going to do that anymore. They're like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. So, you know, like, because we, we looked at these guys as gods when, you know, when you, you saw somebody trading out, you know, a couple hundred million dollars and, you know, making you know, 10, 20, $30 million a month for doing it. Um, you know, you just wanted to go and learn from them. Um, and also that doesn't exist now. It's hard for people to get access to people mm-hmm. like that. You know, the, yeah. the whole industry is changing in the old days you had bars where all the traders went and, you know, if you socialized with them, eventually one of them would get you a job in the mailroom or something at a brokerage firm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you look at Sidney Weinberg, you know, he was a janitor at Goldman Sachs before he became CEO. You know, uh, those days, you know, are gone. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I'd like to sort of make educational content that people actually enjoy and, and have, um, 
you know, and, and enjoy the process, you know, and learn something along the way. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I mean, enjoying the, enjoying the process. That's like, I think like a huge key to like, you know, anything, cause you're going to spend a lot more time like in the grind than, you know, like your glorious moment. Oh, yeah. You know what you I mean? Know, uh, definitely. And, and I'm, I'm, I love the history of wall street. I mean, I, I'm a Canadian and I just, the history of wall street is just fascinating. I mean, you look at guys like James R. Keene, um, you know, making a market so they could sell a billion dollars worth of U.S. steel uh, into it. I mean, stuff like that is just amazing. You know, you, you read about Commodore Vanderbilt and how he cornered Harlem Railroad, um, you know, in a short squeeze. That stuff is just, uh, I, I find that stuff really amazing. Uh, American history is just fascinating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. It, 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 and, and, and you can apply a lot of that to what's actually going, you know, what happens in a market, you know, because the agendas of human beings don't change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, um, all right. Well, JJ, I mean, as far as, uh, I know we discussed the micros, we discussed a little, you know, trading, psychology, emotional handling, uh, anything else you want to add on the micro bit or the, you know, um, no, I, I encourage everybody to check it out. Um, if, and if they want any help at all, just, uh, you know, give me a message on Twitter. I'm VWAP Trader One, and um, you know, I'd be happy to help anybody who you know wants to get started. And if I can help, or if I can guide them to resources like Shadow Trader and Mr. Dalton, um, you know, and you know, other resources, I, I'm I'm very happy to help. All right, excellent. Yeah, and then um, also, you know, JJ himself um, is on the works. Uh, you know, working something, putting something together. So we'll be on the lookout for that. Um, so next week, uh, we should be having a, another guest on our podcast. Um, very excited for him. Uh, New York Times bestselling author, correct? Yes. Yep. New York bestselling author. Um, and he's a consultant on the popular Showtime series, Billions. Uh, we've got Attorney Duff. Um, and from what I um, have been told, you've you uh, you've met him in real life. You've came. You guys crossed paths. <laughs> yes, we did. yes we did. Yeah. Uh, on a, a very 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 inebriated night uh, in New York City with uh, some of the traders from the Dear Boys from Night Capital. Um, if any of you guys are out there, I miss you guys. Um, yeah, I met Turney, and Turney was working um, for Galleon at the time. And, um, and I was a lowly bulletin board trader. I mean, I fed these guys a lot of order flow. Um, and, uh, I met Turney and he was one of the nicest guys cause he was at, you know, one of the biggest, you know, one of the bigger funds, you know, he was a hot shot. And, uh, you know, when he met me and, you know, I, he was like, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm a penny stock, uh, you know, trader from, uh, from Canada. And he was so nice to me, you know, he never, you know, he was never condescending or, you know, he was just a really good guy and we had a great time and both of us can barely remember the night. <laughs> um, well, you know, those night boys, they used to party pretty hard. So, yeah. but yeah, Turney is a fascinating individual and the book that he has written, um, is just amazing because he totally lays bare his soul, man. There are some, Things that he writes about when you're on the other side of the desk, um, the feelings that you get, like sometimes you'll have a great day, you'll make a lot of money, you'll have a lot of laughs, and you'll go home uh, to an empty apartment at night and you just, you know, something's wrong. Things like that. It's just, 
fascinating. The other fascinating thing about the book is um, that he writes about how a hedge fund trader thinks and what their agendas are mm-hmm. um, and things like that. Like we just had the July 4th holidays. We had the market close at an all-time high. And then you read about Turney um, sitting there trading on the desk when you know, on a holiday, shortened day or whatever it was, I think it was on Christmas time before his bonus time and he was running up positions. So his bonus would, you know, be nice and and secure and fat. So you look at the motivations of stuff like that. And he, of course he'd pick like stocks that had low float and run them up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Things like that. Also finding out, you know, you know, he would never tell his sell side guys where his stops or what his agenda was because they trade against him. Things like that, that people retail people don't know about. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that, that sort of insight I'm, I'm dying to get his, uh, his insight and, and have our, the people who listen, you know, you get it straight from the horse's mouth. I mean, this guy was, you know, uh, you know, he was healthcare mafia. I mean, when he was at Galleon and the other fund that he was at, um, you know, these guys probably were the other side of a lot of the stocks that retail traders took, uh, you know, and I'm not talking penny stock garbage like me, I'm talking real companies. So I'm really, really, um, really stoked to have him on the show. And the other thing too, is he consults for billions and there are things in that book that you can see in the storyline of, of the TV show. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll let him talk about that, but it's, it's really fascinating how, uh, you know, because I've read his book quite a few times, um, you know, because, you know, uh, you know, on my own little tiny, tiny scale, I'm writing a, a book about all my crazy experiences and about the 200 crazy clients that I had. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I read his book to get some sort of a perspective and, and it's, it's, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful read. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing because he doesn't pull any punches and he doesn't lie and he doesn't sugarcoat anything. You know, he, he tells us, um, you know, um, the good times and the bad times and then, you know, the depths of his despair and he doesn't, you know, he, he's very honest about it, which is nice. Yeah. It's refreshing. Yeah. Very. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm super pumped to have him on very looking forward to that. Um, and so, yeah, so that will wrap it up for today. Um, guys, remember if you uh, enjoy this podcast, if you could rate and review it, me and JJ would be greatly appreciative of it. Uh, JJ, another good one. Uh, yeah. Thanks for being on any part. Yeah, no, I just want to thank everybody, um, you know, who listens and I really, really appreciate all your kind comments and I really appreciate anyone listening. Um, and thank you, um, to Steve and D for making this happen. And thank you, Ray, for, uh, being a great host, you know, co-host with me. I love it. Have a good one. Good night.